Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pump. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Everybody, welcome back to this week's college rugby wrap-up. Matt McCarthy in New York City, Zach Lanning, the maniac, up in Maine, Jersey's own Colby Marshall, and in San Francisco, the San Francisco treat, Josh Resio. Guys, we got a lot going on in the CRAA stuff, and we're going to cover it. And it's not because Paul Keeler keeps sending me texts. That's not why. It's because it's good rugby, and we want to know what's happening. And let's start with the D1A bracket out west. Number four, Central Washington University playing Cal Poly, ranked number five. One quick question. How did Cal Poly qualify? Okay, since we don't have the answer to that question, let's just – Skate forward. Uh, Josh, give us your skinny on this match. Well, I mean, obviously Cal Poly is coming into this 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 game as the underdog. Um, Central Washington has played against a lot of these teams that we're seeing in the tournament this year. I expect Central Washington to be able to come away with the win. Um, but still, Central Washington, if they're coming into this tournament and they want to be an actual player, it's going to be on their defense. Um, we've been saying it all year as we've been going through the season that if you're going to beat the teams like Cal, you're going to beat the teams like St. Mary's. It's going to be defense that's going to get you through it. So against Cal Poly, they're going to really need to put on a show um, in order to prepare themselves for that next that next game they would have against Cal. I would say Central Washington, though, should have a pretty easy, easy opportunity to get the win. Kudos to Cal Poly if they can pull off the upset. Would UCLA have been better in this game yeah, in your estimation? Uh- would have slotted UCLA into this, especially when you look at the games they've already played. Granted, UCLA didn't get those wins against teams that are in the playoffs, but from a competitive standpoint, it makes a lot more sense. And it has nothing to do with the fact that you were up late partying last night and you're shooting this at 5 a.m. your time. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't. And Cal Poly is not a bad team. Um, They also play really tough teams throughout their schedule. Yeah, Josh, you mentioned, you know, Central Washington played some of the better teams in the country. Let's not forget they were up 19 against St. Mary's and blew that game, ended up losing by three points. So I think in this matchup, they can just stay disciplined and tidy up some of those errors that we saw in that St. Mary's game. They'll be just fine. So I like Central Washington to move on as well. A fair assessment, a fair assessment. Zach? Yeah, just to echo some of the things that, Josh said, you know, I wouldn't count out this Cal Poly team necessarily. You know, they, they did uh, play Grand Canyon close. Uh, they got blown out by St. Mary's, but they did actually tie in a game with UCLA, who we're talking about as a possible replacement for them here. So, you know, they, they may show something, but my pick is going to be Central Washington. Uh, you know, they, they played uh, five ranked opponents this, this spring. They lost four out of five of those games. Uh, but they were all pretty close. You know, they ended up did they did end up losing to St. Mary's by three. They lost to BYU by five, uh, but they did blow out Arizona 60 to 13. Um, the, the only bad news for them, I guess, they did lose to Cal by 29 points, uh, which is would be their opponent uh, next weekend, if, you know, when they do make it through this round. Um, but they did outscore their you know lesser opponents 158 to three. So unranked teams, they, they really took care of business when it came to that. They have a Schultz Award nominee or two-time Schultz Award nominee in Jack Wendling. So, yeah, look for Central Washington to take this one, I think, pretty easily. Uh, but I don't see them getting past Cal next round. You know, I don't have a problem with anything that you just said, except for the fact that you said they play close. 
and it's closely, it's an adverb, and this is a college show. So please. Sorry. Okay. Holy Cross. No, that's on me. Yeah. Holy Cross zero, University of <laughs> Buffalo one. Uh, speaking of winning, I think it's going to be Central Washington, CWU, and that's like RWU. But moving on, we've got the BYU Cougars. <laughs> at number three and the Arizona Wildcats there's a lot of feline stuff going on here Josh there is there is a you know a game where we've we've already seen this matchup before BYU was able to take care of them 55 to 19 um in the season BYU is the team out coming out of the first round that has probably the most potential to kind of put on that Cinderella story if we even want to call it a Cinderella story after the point differential that BYU put on in the fall um they're going to probably have a, another kind of easy game I, similar to Central Washington. I see them being able to kind of do the same thing they did to Arizona. Arizona had little flashes of great performances. He is fighting back a yawn. Ladies, look at him soldier on. He is soldiering uh, on, yawning at 5 a.m. Yeah. in San Francisco and soldiering on to bring you this show, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, you know, it's uh, it's rough here over on the West Coast. The only thing I want to add then, too, you know, at BYU did have to play St. Mary's twice. In that second game, you know, losing 60 to 29, it's really hard for a team to beat you three times. I always stand by that. And, you know, with BYU, I think it's going to be able to get out of the first round. But what I if think- it's 31 points in the second matchup that, the, that you lose by? Is that still going to that equation? If it's, to me, it would say, okay, they've they – eliminated the first match's closeness by decimating them in the second match. You know, BYU, it has the potential, has the talent to be able to get that win. Um, and I don't, I don't look at that, that loss against St. Mary's as kind of a testament to what's going to happen when they play again. I think BYU is going to play a lot stronger. So BYU gets out of the first round, but for the second round, um, we might have to kind of come back and see, see how they play against Ooh, Arizona before we make that prediction. Oh, cliffhanger on the college <laughs> rugby wrap-up with Josh Rezio, who is barely awake. Colby. Yeah, I mean, Josh, you mentioned some of the talent that the BYU Cougars have. A guy that stands out to me on their team is Taysen Hammer. Um, he's someone that can play in multiple, uh, multiple positions in that back line. And so, you know, when you think about the game they had against St. Mary's, they lost 60-29. to 29. At the end of the day, they did put up 29 points. So it shows that their offensive firepower is there. I think it'll be too much for Arizona in this matchup. Zach? Yeah, BYU should breeze through this one. Um, the, the telling stat to me, St. Mary's for some reason just ha- has their number this spring. They gave up 99 points to St. Mary's in two games. Outside of those two games, across a 10-game span, that BYU defense held teams to 78 points total. So they've given up less points to 10 teams than they have to St. Mary's in two games. Uh, their defense is, is very impressive. You know, Arizona has flashed some potential this spring. I think they had a couple good wins. You know, they beat UCLA in the last minute kind of try. Uh, they tied Grand Canyon. Um, so, but I, they haven't been able to put it together over a full 80 minutes in my eyes. So, you know, BYU and that defense will go on to the next round. And I think if there is going to be an upset uh, in this tournament, it's going to be BYU over St. Mary's. But again, as Josh said, we'll have to see. Wow. Okay. All right. And, you know, what what matters a lot in these games is a player or two gets injured and then the whole complexion of the team can change. If you lose a star player here because of an ankle injury or a hamstring, anything can change these lineups in a, in an eye blink. 
But I think the Cougars are going to win this one relatively easily. Let's go to the East. Let's go East, young man. Life at number four versus Navy at number five. The winner plays Army. Josh. Well, if we look at the East, we're we're looking at a much closer stack of games than we are out West. And I, I think that's a real big testament to the development that we're seeing with rugby throughout the country. I'm I'm gonna play with the underdog. And if you want to call him the underdog, I would I'm gonna take Navy over life. Other than their last little upset loss over Penn State, Navy's played a really solid season all year, has already had to play Army, hasn't had to play life yet. But life has, has struggled against Lindenwood, has not been kind of putting it together all season. Um, you had some kind of games against Arkansas State where you could have saw Arkansas State maybe coming out with that win. I, I really think life comes into this tournament in a different position than it has in years past. It's not going to be that kind of dominant team out of the East. And I think Navy has this talent to put it together and really would like to see a matchup again with Army. I think a lot of us would like to see another Army-Navy matchup. So I'm going to go ahead and take Navy with the uh, with the upset win. It will be close, but Navy squeaks out of here and sets themselves up with a rematch versus Army. Ooh. Colby. You know, I'm going reverse, Josh. I like life in this game. Um, if you remember, they played Army earlier in this year and only lost 14 to 10. I think they're going to be eager to get back into that game. Um, if they beat Navy here, they'll move on to play Army. So I think they're going to be motivated by that. And I, I like them getting through. I don't think Navy is playing their best rugby right now at this point in the year. And so I, I, I like life a lot. Yeah, I this one has been one of the toughest ones for me to, to call. I don't think either team is really uh, you know, reach out and, and just shown that they're the, the better squad at all. Navy, as Josh said, had a really great year, but really it was only in the fall. So they went eight and one in the fall. They beat some NCR teams like Dartmouth, Penn State, Kutztown, Queens University. And they did end up also beating the Bonnies, um, you know, who were, and went on to win the NCR championship. But, you know, they did lose to Army. And then in the spring, they've only played a couple of games. Uh, they beat Mount St. Mary's pretty convincingly, but then they did have that slip up against Penn State recently. So, you know, they haven't done much to prove it. And life just has had a kind of a lackluster year all around. They're a far cry from, I think, what they were in the heyday with Connor Mooneyham when they won, you know, the whole thing. Um, they won a squeaker over Arkansas State recently. Uh, I, I I will say, though, that I think I, I'm going to go with Navy. Um, I think they just that that fall does end up translating uh, here. You know, maybe they're just taking some time in the spring to get rested and get ready. I, and I really would love to see that rematch, the Army Navy, uh, you know, again, that they played before uh, the U.S. got their doors blown off by the All Blacks. So I would love to see that matchup again as well. So I'm going to go Navy. All right. Well, I can't argue with any of what you guys have said, but I'm going to just pick Navy because my brother Tommy was in the Navy. So and he's been watching. Uh, the broadcasts on the rugby network for the major league rugby that I've been calling games. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pick up my brother. You All know right. who else plays played for Navy? Has played for Navy. Connor, uh, cousin of Connor Buckley. Oh, he, oh my God, that was <laughs> wow! A cousin, my my a cousin, <laughs> whose dog walker of Connor Buckley went to Iona. This is where he's tying this in. Well, they played each other. They played each other. You know, they played each other. Iona played against Navy two years ago. Connor Buckley had two tries in that game. Had a great, great game. Oh, we didn't get my cousin plays for Iona, and Iona has at one point played Navy. Whoa! So again, so I think that's why I'm. Whoa! Connor Buckley might be the most most mentioned person we've ever <laughs> we've ever said on this show i we should just get him on he's gotta I'm get sponsored a, i'm a member of the new york rugby club and we have navy navy is one of the colors of our our kit 
Navy in orange. Wow. I've been in an old Navy. Holy smokes. All right, and we got one other matchup in the East, and it's Texas A&M versus Arkansas State, and I'm not so sure that that is East. Well, here's an opportunity for our Shiki Auto Stores pop quiz of the day. Guys, is Arkansas State East or West of the Mississippi? Colby. I'll stick with the East. Zach. I'm pretty sure it's north of the Mississippi, actually. Okay. Okay. And Josh, for the right to play for the virtual car. Arkansas State, west of the Mississippi. So it's uh, it's our uh, little friendly teams out west that get to play in the Eastern Conference, I guess. All right. Okay. It's all the beauty of college rugby, isn't it? And ding, ding, ding. Uh, Josh Rossio is this week's winner of our Sheehy Auto Stores Pop Quiz. All right, Josh, not only did you win that Sheehy uh, Auto Stores virtual car, but now you get to tell us your thoughts first on this matchup. Well, Matt, this this might be where I kind of disagree with the, the conference winner deserves the higher seed in this situation. I mean, Texas A&M, yes, you know, really big accomplishment coming out of the Red River. But when you look at Arkansas State playing in the Mid-South, it, they have a much tougher schedule and Arkansas State really is set up to be the team to come out of here with the win. They've played a lot of the teams in the playoffs. Granted, you know, they they had a tough loss to life, losing 28-0 early in the year. But they had a relatively, when you consider Army being one of the best, if not the best team in the country currently, a loss of 34-12 to over Army, which, you know, some might say that's not a close game. But when you're looking at games like Cal and St. Mary's is having out West where they're putting 60-plus points on a team, it's still a competitive rugby game. So I expect Arkansas State to come out of here with a win. Um, I I don't really see them maybe getting past that, but we'll we'll see what happens there. But I'm picking Arkansas State. Colby. Yeah, hard for me to disagree with you, Josh. Um, Arkansas State are definitely the more battle-tested bunch in this matchup. But at the end of the day, Texas A&M has been winning rugby games, and that's what this game comes down to. As far as Arkansas State, I just don't think they've been in the best of form of late. Um, so I think this game is definitely going to be closer than it may seem, but I still like Arkansas State to come out with the W. Yeah, I think it's it's tough, you know, to count out a Texas A&M side that, as John Bradshaw Layfield would say, roll them boys. Yeah! Roll them boys. They ran rickshaw over everybody down in Texas. Uh, they, they won that championship. They beat Baylor. But then as soon as they stepped out of the, the kiddie pool and into, you know, the deep Whoa. end, Arizona blew their doors off. So they lost 77 to 17 to a six seed in Arizona that's going to lose to BYU. So it, it, I don't know if they're ready for, for this. Arkansas State, you know, Arkansas State's main problem is they just can't score points. They have not been able to put up points on the board, but their defense is, is impressive. You know, they've given up uh, 15 points and five points to life and Lindenwood, respectively, in some of those matchups. Those are pretty solid offensive juggernauts. Um, you know, they they just they just haven't been able to score on their own. But I don't think they should have a problem uh, running over Texas A&M here. And then I think they run into a buzzsaw next round against Lindenwood. But uh, they'll definitely make it past Texas A&M. All right, guys, we figured a lot out here. Geography, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. But how's this going to play out, Josh? I mean, all year, these these four teams that we see that are getting a bye, Cal, St. Mary's, Army, and Lindenwood, set themselves above the rest and were by far the top four teams in the country. I am 
I will not <laughs> doubt Cal anymore. They've proven they've proven every single game that they are the team in the West. Uh, I expect them very well to, to go into the championship. And I'm jumping on the Lindenwood back to go into the championship from the East. I know they've already lost Army, but I really like Lindenwood. And I think Lindenwood is the best setup team in the country to be able to beat Cal. And I'm going to stay on Lindenwood's back and think they will beat Cal and, and become the champions. Oh, he's staying on the anti-Cal bandwagon indirectly, <laughs> Colby. I think St. Mary's is going to advance from that bracket. I'm going with the fellow Gales. Uh, I think they're just too strong. And then from the East, I do like life to make a Cinderella run in this tournament. Um, you know, I like them in that first round matchup. And then I, I think against Army, they're going to come in, uh, like I said, very motivated to get a W after losing to them earlier in the year by only four points. Um, but eventually they will fall to Lindenwood. So I see a St. Mary's Lindenwood final in the future. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, when it comes down to that, that those top four seeds, I think St. Mary's is definitely the weakest out of those four. I mean, they've had to scratch and claw for some wins this year, and that could either be really good experience for them, or I think it's just more of a sign that they're not fully cooked uh, as a unit. So I, they have a chance to lose to BYU. I definitely don't think they make it past Cal. Um, and then I just think Army is the best team overall. I, I, I'm envisioning a Cal Army final, which I think will be really interesting, kind of two different uh, East, West Coast kind of styles of play here. Um, and I, I'm going to go with Army as the eventual champion. I think they really deserve it. They've had a great year. I think Cal, Cal ends up standing tall after, the, after all is said and done. Sorry, Josh. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more. Selling or trading in your vehicle? She makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy.com. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. We are back. Colby Marshall, Zach Landing, Josh Resio, Matt McCarthy. Guys, we have the D1 Elite bracket, and that's the women's rugby. And we're leapfrogging a week because this is going to be on April 16th. And we've got number two, Life, versus number three, Central Washington. And the winner goes to the national championships on April 20th. Zach? I just want to, as a caveat, say that this whole time I'm going to be super salty that BYU doesn't get a shot to play in this D1 elite bracket. Uh, they have played really well all year. They are going to play in the D1 bracket. I'll mention them a little bit later, but I think they deserve a shot over Penn State and then also over this Central Washington University team who they did beat uh, a week ago uh, or maybe two weeks ago in March. So when it comes down to this one, I think life takes this one easily. I think they are just too good, too deep. They have been playing some great rugby since the fall, you know, when they took a JV squad and dominated the entire NCR field um, and won that championship. So they spent a month in the state of Florida this spring and they beat everybody there by a combined score of 599 to nine. And that was a combination of a JV and a full side. So they are a force of nature. They have two M.A. Sorensen Award nominees this year, one who played for the USA Eagles. I, I don't think Central Washington has a chance. You know, Central Washington only played a couple of games this spring, including that one loss to BYU, who's not even in this bracket. So look for life to, to make it out of this one easily. 
So they had a month-long spring break in Florida and actually came out playing better rugby, whereas I, I got to tell you, if I was down there in college for a month, I'd be in <laughs> Betty Ford or, or some kind of rehab <laughs> clinic right now. But if that doesn't say if that story. doesn't say how good of a team they are, I don't know what does. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Uh, Colby. Yeah, I mean, as much as I would love to say that Central Washington is playing with house money, you know, they're going to be the team that comes out looser, that comes out, you know, ready to make an upset. That's just not how rugby works. I think life is just too powerful, like Zach mentioned. I think they're going to move through in this round. Josh. Sticking with the life train. I'm, I'm also going life on this one. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say life will be too hard for Central Washington in this one. And they, they're going to advance. Next, we have Lindenwood versus Penn State. Again, the winner goes to the national championship on April 20th. Zach. Uh, yeah, this is going to be pretty cliche, but, you know, we talk about life being a force of nature. Lindenwood hasn't even really had to play any games this this year at all. And they are just, you know, known that we know that they are a dominant force. Um, I mean, they are, I think going to you know easily take this one against a Penn State squad that has really struggled this spring I think they were a young team they started the spring on a tough note losing to Navy and so they rebounded by beating Notre Dame College a couple weeks ago but Penn State really just has not impressed me so much and it's a bummer because they're a very fun team I, they're a fun team to follow on Twitter when their matches are happening. Uh, they seem to really enjoy rugby, but I, Lindenwood is going to eat them alive. And so I, I expect Lindenwood to come out of this, and we'll see a Lindenwood life final uh, on April 20th. Colby? I'm going with Penn State here. I'm going with Penn State. Uh, the Nittany Lions didn't get much love on the men's side, so I, I'm taking their woman. I'm taking their fun, uh, their team that's fun to watch. I think they're going to uh, – you know. I think in any tournament you can expect to see upsets. So I'm picking this one uh, to be upset. Penn State over Lindenwood. Josh, is he nutsy cuckoo? We, we don't have to go that far. And yes, it is always fun to say that there's grit to have upsets in every tournament. It's not going to be this tournament. It's going to be Lindenwood life final, in my opinion. Um, it's going to be a really exciting game to watch. Um, maybe Penn State's able to keep it close. But I, I really also see Lindenwood coming out of this and setting up that matchup with life for the championship. Colby, I... I... I tend to agree with you, um, but not in this instance. I am going with Lindenwood and the popular consensus of our esteemed panel. All right, so if Penn State wins, you guys are coming in with the Nittany Lions t-shirts, the bottles, the bibs, the whole nine. So I'll, I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. I'll put the PS on my forehead. I'll make you a deal. If Penn State wins this game, I will personally fly out to Penn State and I will record the next show from Penn State's campus. Whoa. How's that sound to you? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm I would I'm with Josh on that. I say we do a full uh yeah, a full, full on-site show. Penn State college. <laughs> Matt's In like the, we're gonna blow the budget. I'll work it. I can't. I can't. I'm booked. <laughs> I'm telling you that Penn State's gonna see this segment, guys, and they're gonna be motivated as heck going into this Linwood game. You just lit a fire. All right, now that we got that all straightened out. Zach, walk us through the D1 women's bracket, not the D1 elite, the D1. Right, guys. Yeah, again, my caveat, I BYU is in this bracket. They should not be. They should they should be up in the D1 elite bracket instead of either Penn State or Central Washington. Hopefully we'll see that that kind of D1 elite bracket open up a little bit in the future as some women's teams start to get on that level. Um, but in the D1 here, we still don't have a complete picture of how this is going to play out. We're missing two teams in the West, uh, the Pack Mountain, the first team in the Pack Mountain Conference will play the second team out of Pack Desert. Um, so we're waiting to, to see who those teams will be. Uh, but they will eventually face the winner of a BYU University of Washington matchup. 
University of Washington, the second place team in Pac Mountain, they have no business being on the same pitch as BYU team who have played Life's and Lindenwoods close uh, this year. So I think BYU eventually comes out of the West in that one, and they're my pick to win the whole thing. Uh, but in the East, you have a couple interesting matchups as well. University of Virginia is going to play one at-large team that has yet to be decided, so that could shake things up. Um, but the other matchup, UCF versus Virginia Tech, I see this as a University of Virginia-Virginia Tech rematch of the Carolinas region championship. Uh, both Virginia and Virginia Tech undefeated in that conference this year, 4-0 and 3-0. They played each other in the championship, 29-17 win for Virginia in that one. And both of those teams, <clears throat> excuse me, Virginia and Virginia Tech, outscored their opponents in that conference by a combined score of 342-3 to this season. So they are definitely the cream of the crop uh, from there. I think it'll be Virginia advancing, uh, Virginia BYU final in, in the D1 bracket, and I'm, I got to go with the Cougars. They're just they've been my team all spring, so uh, I look forward to some other teams populating that bracket. Um, but I think it's BYU to to lose. All right, I'm going to disagree with you because my nephew went to Virginia Tech, so I'm going to pick pick Virginia Tech, and I think it's going to be Virginia Tech BYU. Colby, yeah, always been a big Mike Vick fan, so I'm going with Virginia Tech, and then uh, I think they'll pull off the upset against Virginia. I'm going to go with Virginia, but I just want to throw it out there. There. This is BYU's tournament to lose. It will be shocking to me if if they do pull off the upset. I will happily buy gear for any team that does beat them. Um, You're making a lot of big promises. It's cash and checks. <laughs> cash and checks. Wow. <laughs> um, but I'll go with Virginia. Are you going to fly there to give them the checks? And the we can do another live show. I'm really pushing for these live shows. Live <laughs> shows are. We can't get through this. How are we going to do a live show? Well, then it won't be at five in the morning, hopefully. All right, we'll take a quick break and come back with final thoughts after this. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. Back, Matt McCarthy, Zach Landing, Josh Resio, Colby Marshall. Final thoughts, Colby. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to to a lot of these games on the D1A men's side. Uh, like I said, I think life's going to make a run. BYU is an exciting team that I'm looking forward to watching against Arizona and Central Washington as well is, is going to be a fun team to watch. I, I can't wait. And also May Madness is right around the corner. Um, you know, Sevens is arguably the most exciting brand of rugby and you know, at the D1A collegiate level, it doesn't get any better than that. So I can't wait. Josh. Well, I definitely think this year is a much more competitive uh, set of teams for the for the college rugby playoffs for D1A. I think we're going to have a good set of games. Uh, I still think those top four teams are kind of our top four. It's sad that we don't get to see Ohio State playing in this tournament, being the champions out of the Big Ten. But um, I, I'm still excited to see, to see what happens. So I think it's going to be a really good tournament. Zach. Yeah, Colby touched on it briefly, but, you know, keep an eye on, on us. And for Sevens coverage coming up, you have May Madness on the NCR side. You have the CRAA kind of official national championships for Sevens. Uh, teams are beginning to qualify already on the men's and women's sides. 
Uh, they're having qualifying tournaments around the country over the next month or so. Um, so check back in with us. We'll have kind of your updates on those brackets as they as they form and kind of our thoughts on, on who's going to win those matchups and who will come out on top. And I got another thing on the NCR side. They've added a new conference, the Big Rivers Rugby Conference, and that brings together six new Division One teams. So some of these teams are, are being raised from Division Two, and those teams include Adrian College, Aquinas College, Iowa Central Community College, which is a two-year school, folks. Keep that in mind. And they have been competitive against the likes of Army and Lindenwood and Wheeling. And Marion University, Thomas More University, another very good program, and Wheeling University, as we mentioned before. So good stuff for those schools. On that note, we are out of time. I want to thank Mr. Josh Rescio for being up very early in San Francisco after being out very late. Mr. Colby Marshall coming back from his black eyes. And Mr. Zach Lanning, the maniac, up in Maine. Thank you for tuning in, and please check out Rugby Wrap-Up's other shows, including The Rugby Odds and our Major League Rugby Highlights show. Please subscribe to our newsletter. Please subscribe to us on YouTube, and please join our American Red Cross Blood donor team.